0: I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate Meathead Hippie. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Meathead Hippie podcast. I'm your host, Emily Schramm. I am on day two of a little podcast a thon and this podcast a thon is ultimately just a way to finally pump out these amazing podcasts that I have that I filmed but I just hadn't I haven't had energy to post about them or share them and I the longer I took to edit them and take I was like, what am I doing? Just hit record and just do it. So here we are of Emily just doing it. I am taking a little bit of a hibernation and granted that doesn't mean much. <laughs> it just means I'm not sharing a lot of what's going on in my head and in um, the work life that I'm in right now, which is such a good thing. I think it's just kind of reevaluating what I like, what I don't like, what I want to do. I think I just needed to feel like I could take a break and defining what that is is still yet to be determined, but there is something happening and it's a good thing. And I, if you are interested in learning about hibernating or rest or all the things that I kind of just explained about giving yourself permission, then go listen to my Hibernate podcast that was yesterday. We have so many different things happening every day. So the podcast-a-thon is just a way for me to pump this out, but ultimately all of them are so excitingly Detailed. So this one is more of this really good heart to heart great conversation with two people that actually gave me my podcast mic to start Meathead Hippie. So it's just it was a full circle. We haven't talked in a long time. We caught up on a lot of things. It was awesome. And then tomorrow we have uh, more, well, actually all week. So podcasts on Sound Bass, the Game Changers rebuttal that I'm going to do, even though a lot of people are doing it and will do it better. I just needed to put all my thoughts in one place and I'm very excited to Very excited to do that. Uh, Also talking about digestion and some gut health and gut testing, what that even looks like, how to know what you need for some gut stuff, and then some supplements. So we just have like very detailed topics that I know you're going to like, that I love, that are very helpful and are asked about all the time, and I just felt like it would just be better to just pump it out. So if you're around for... Uh, Thanksgiving holidays and you need some extra time make sure you save these if you like one specifically feel free to leave a a review but I also am okay if you don't leave a review I don't even know actually how to do it I tried to leave a review the other day I think they should make it way easier to do so I totally respect it if you don't want to but it is helpful I'm not gonna lie I you know maybe it's just more helpful for my ego than anything else full transparency (laughs) At this point, I don't think the algorithm really matters, but that's okay. It is still helpful for me to know that you like it. And that's all I have. I think you're just going to really enjoy this conversation with Joy and Claire because they're badasses and I love them. And I am so grateful that I can be as honest with them as I was in this episode. Again, if you like it, just go to theirs, Girls Gone Wad Podcast. They've been podcasting for as long as I can remember, and they just bring out the best in me. And those are the types of people that I think all of us need to find who, who brings out the best in you and why, why do they, why do they help you be more honest with yourself? Why do they help, you know, when you leave, fill you up? And so many times we're surrounded by people that are just asking questions and demanding things and pulling things and you leave the room and you're like, oh my God, I want to fall over. That's a a good sign that you shouldn't be around that person. (laughs) So I just, again, Joy and Claire, if you're listening, you guys are the shit. And I'm really grateful for your honesty and for your ability to understand change is such a beautiful process. It is not something that needs to be terrifying. And we can help redefine that. And hopefully both of our podcasts are helping you guys redefine what is your new normal or what you guys want to do with whatever this life you have in front of you, whatever you wish for that you can tackle it. And I don't know why I'm getting so spiritually weird and awkward, so I'm just going to hit stop and I'm going to let them take it from here. We haven't podcasted for three years. That's yeah. cr- crazy. It's so nuts. Maybe even longer. But I love that you guys are back on because t- there's so much that's happened. Yes. yes. So and I to totally work.
1: remember last time we were there, Griff was like kind of excited about us, but kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's so cute. How's he doing? He's so good. Oh, his little paws. You know, he's
0: become, me. this is what I, I just love about animals is that he, we moved from a fifth floor apartment to a first floor apartment kind of condo house but feels like a house yeah and so we have a garage door that opens up into our kitchen so he has this full kind of area and he is such a crazy like cats are mini tigers and yes. he is somebody that like he changed his personality so he as long as he as he can get outside all day and kind of do his primal like catch things and be cool and like walk the oh my gosh yes then he is like he's like the security so, guard yeah he's so grateful and has been the most cuddly loving like it turned <gasps> oh, him into more of a yes like a little love bug um so
2: jackson you know. galaxy he can would get be proud. his like tiger energy out outside and then he doesn't have to like put that on you anymore.
0: Exactly. So he's just like, thank you for letting me be me. Mom. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I love oh it gosh. so much. Um, but we haven't talked in so long and I know there's so much that's happened. Yeah. You guys have, you just crush girls gone wild podcast has been like something you've done forever. And we talked about that on our first podcast of how you guys met and how it got started. I would love to just kind of jump back. We just finished. We're doing a little podcast-a-thon podcast here at house of pod and, and i forth. would love to jump on i don't know whose podcast is coming out first of me on yours or yours on mine but regardless it's going to kind of be a continuation so yeah jump into either or uh because we had so much we still wanted to talk yeah. about. yeah
1: so so your audience will have to listen to our episode and our audience will have <laughs> to listen to your episode Please. because it'll be it. such a great chapter one, chapter two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Either, and yes. I think either order will be perfect. It will be great. <laughs> um, I would love, we were kind of speaking about evolutions and growth. How do you guys feel, you know, since I've last spoken to you, I know this is a loaded question, but the last three years...
2: Just, you know, the
0: evolutions of Girls Gone Wild, like where do you feel some of those lessons have been and where do you guys love where it's taken you that you were kind of surprised about?
1: Oh, yeah. So first of all, I don't know if we either of us knew that we would be doing this six years later still so that is something that from day one, if someone would have told us, oh, yeah, you're going to be doing this for six years every single week, we'd be like, what?
2: Well, <laughs> we always say, like, if we had known that, we wouldn't have started. We wouldn't have started. Because if someone was like, hey, you're going to need to find time for this every week, more or less, for the next, like, six or seven years, like, that's a lot. I, long I have never even had a job for this long. <laughs> I haven't even been married. We've had the podcast longer than I've been married. Wow. Like, yeah. Like, it's, like, the longest enduring thing in my adult life. It's a relationship. Yeah, for sure. Totally. yeah
1: yeah it's for sure a relationship so i think the answer to your question really is we've naturally let it evolve as what it needs to be Mm -hmm. in response to what our audience wants in response to what our lives are going through um there's so many things that can kind of confuse or influence as you know of what you think you should be doing and i think at the end of the day claire and i have always been like what feels good to us what makes us happy and what sticks to our dynamic yeah which is what makes it unique because Mm -hmm. as you also know The podcast pool has been just flooded. So there's a ton of podcasts out there. And so it's very easy for us to want to kind of go, well, how can we be like everyone else? How do we stand out now? And really, we had to come back and be like, that's just not a question we really are interested Mm -hmm. in. Like we just want to do what we do and what mm-hmm. we've done from day one, as opposed to like, okay, now we have to compete with everyone else in the podcast space. We're like, do we though? Because mm-hmm. that just doesn't feel good for our brand or what we want to do and why we started in the first
0: place. I feel like we got really lucky with when we podcasted. And, totally. And for those who don't know, you guys gave me my first podcast Mike, I remember that. So you we were... were like, carry the torch. Yes. Yeah, we should like bronze that thing. I know. <laughs> it's oh so sacred to me. Um, and I feel like, it, you know, you, even you guys before me, but feeling like- Like you could just have a podcast to have a podcast and not necessarily have an identity with it. Whereas now it's becoming more of any sort of thing. It's like an editorial magazine or a book. Like you have to define it. Where is it going? What's your audience? And yeah, it's like a thing now. Mm-hmm. It's like
2: how I used to be with blogging. Like you could used to be able to just like start a blog. And now it's like, okay, like what's your like
0: editorial calendar? What's your marketing statement? Like mm-hmm. what's your ad strategy? Right. Which part of me kind of envies because I'm like, actually, that would be kind of fun to do like a 15 minute, co- you know, very specific niche this is exactly what it's for because people want that, right? Mm-hmm. So it still right. can do really well. But people I, like continuity. Yeah, they like but to I know think what it, they expect. I think mm-hmm. it would make, I don't like if
2: we had, again, like if we had had to do that before we got started, we never would have started.
0: Exactly. And it is something that I think is so powerful of like, we, it wouldn't, that's not where we started. We started, you two started because you had things to talk about. I started because I miss talking to people. Mm-hmm. This fills something for me that I don't get in my other life. What do I have in my other life? Short curated pieces of content and what are we surrounded by that so I think it's just so nice to feel like I appreciate some of those podcasts that are very straight and to the point usually they're news related so yeah you know they're like built that way you don't need it to be embellished yeah you just want to get to that to that space but and you want to learn but this is you guys do a great job of just like continuing the conversation of being a human and feeling Mm -hmm. like a human yeah and I love that well let's I kind of wanted to ask this because I don't know where you guys are at with this and maybe I don't know if you do either, but like, actually, we'll see. The so, meathead hippie, what is something that's evolved in the last year, three years, year, three months, whatever you guys choose, <laughs> of meathead? Like your perception of meathead, defining it in the way that I've defined it through the name of the podcast of strength training, fitness, feeling like a jacked superhero, that type of meathead. Mm -hmm. Um, how did how has something changed or evolved in that scope for both of you guys? What's something that's maybe changed that you didn't expect or you kinda did expect? I think everything in the last three
2: (laughs) years, like so three years ago, miles, so I have two kids. Miles is about to turn four and then I have Evie who's eight and a half months. And I think when Miles, you know, was maybe like about to turn one, that first year postpartum was super, super hard for me. I had really terrible postpartum depression. went through a lot. And in the years since then and then through my second pregnancy where I was like really sick the whole time, like I like had to be hospitalized for throwing up multiple times, like it was a disaster. And I didn't work out at all. And so in that time, like going from this sort of classic postpartum mentality of like I got to get my body back, I think then evolving through – okay, what does it look like when I'm actually going through a whole year where I can barely move? Mm. Like I like w- had some serious like pelvic things going on to where like I literally couldn't, like couldn't walk around the store. Mm. And so having to completely, you know, like I'd put my, a lot of my identity in this like fitness, you know, quote unquote influencer role. And then I'm not working out for a year. Like what does that say about this person who I feel like I've become? And I think, for me the biggest thing that has changed is the realization that the that fitness and health is a complete spectrum throughout your entire life and that it has seasons and that it should have seasons and it's okay to have seasons and like at the end of the day what matters is your perspective and your awareness and not what your body looks like on any given day or in any given year even and not what your you know PRs are like I think it's so easy to focus on those numbers And we always, and I'm going to talk about my grandparents again, we always talk about my grandparents. My mom's parents are in their nineties and like, you know, if I think, and they're both very, very healthy. And I think back to like when they were 30, like at this point when in their nineties, does it matter at all how much like they could squat at 30? Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) And they probably don't even remember or think about any of that. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, so many people let that just rule their entire brain Mm -hmm. and their entire mindset of like, if they missed their workout that day everything is just over for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm grateful that in a way I've sort of been forced into, I was forced into not truly not working out for almost a year. And now I'm just getting back into it. And it's so intense to like go into the gym and see something on the, on the whiteboard where I'm like, Oh, okay, no problem. And then I try to do it and I'm like, Oh, I can't even like, for an example is like rope climbs. I used to be able to do rope climbs. No problem. We had rope climbs in the workout last week. I couldn't even do one foot lock. And while that is very emotional, it also makes me realize, like, you know what? Like, I'm still the same person I ever was. Mm-hmm. This has no bearing on who I am as a human. Like, I, you know, my body weight right now is more than it's ever been. My pant size is higher than it's ever been. I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, do I necessarily feel 100% comfortable in my skin all the time? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I'm realizing that that has more to do with my mindset than it has to do with anything external because that external stuff is going to come and go all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great answer.
1: Yeah. I would say it kind of, I feel like when, I don't know, I'd say in the past three years, I don't mean to keep bringing up social media, but it really has influenced my part mindset, one, part two. my mindset <laughs> and my perspective on myself. And so I would be lying if I said social media didn't have an impact on my self-esteem. Mm. And so I think, you know, looking back three years ago, I was probably comparing myself more. Um, I was looking at workouts and trying to keep up with the Joneses. It kind of reminds me of high school, of feeling like you're in this school and you, ha- you have to stay above what everyone else is doing and kind of, I would, i i I chose to opt into the competition. Mm. I I realized that was my choice, but I chose to opt into the competition and realized it made me miserable. Mm. And so then now I look back and I'm like, wow, I really did a lot of damage to myself because of those choices I made. Mm. And now I can step out of it and go, I'm not just completely taking myself out of the competition, but I'm just not putting myself worth on that. Mm. And whether it be what I look like, what kind of workouts I do, whether I do the workout RX or not whether I do even CrossFit. And so I think that that's something where it's like, oh, I walk my dog now. Like mm-hmm. that's really a priority for me um, as opposed to being like, well, I'm going to sign up for this race and I'm going to sign up for this competition. And I think that that's something that I just kind of had to step back and realize it was just making me exhausted. Yeah. Um, but again, because I was, I was equating that to being like, that's your self-worth. You got to kind of keep up with what everyone else is doing. And that's always been my nature. But I just needed to take that benchmark away and use it for the greater good, as opposed to being like,
0: yeah, you only have so much energy. To you get, only have so much energy, and we all have the same. You know, we can grow our energy depending on like is it a positive or negative feedback. Like, yeah. and I've, I, I agree, and I think for me it was like probably three years ago, where maybe a little bit longer, but since our last conversation, like I know I have full control of saying like certain things won't affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that power to say that I will not let this workout define me but I'm exhausted of doing that with everything in my life Mm -hmm. and so at some point it will it's like decision fatigue there's gonna be a point where it does permeate into your self-esteem and your self-worth And I just simply was like, I cannot keep doing workouts that never make me feel good enough. Right. And that, you know, that was the, that was the defining walk away moment for the meathead. And so, but then it turned into other things that became a little bit more positive and constructive. And so it's just finding out what that looks like for you. Like, how do you feel after you leave? And if you feel like you're not good enough, then reevaluate what Mm -hmm. you're doing because fitness is not about that whatsoever mm-hmm. so we were on the
2: seventh episode of your podcast before it was called <gasps> meathead hippie oh
0: my god oh that's amazing yeah. and Radio. it came
2: out yeah and this, it came Thank out you for looking that up the episode came out at the end of april it was april 25th 2017 but i feel like we had recorded it quite a while like a couple weeks prior to that
0: yes i think we did because mm-hmm. we it was like when i was doing podcast you know three months out <laughs> right <Totally. laughs> that's so no cool longer the case. oh my gosh <gasps> um because i feel like I, I don't know if you guys notice this too but sometimes when i do things too far out I'm, I'm just a little bit like, I'm so emotionally involved into the things that I put out there if I'm not the same person mm-hmm. as when I filmed it I'm oh. like oh I don't want anything to do with that yeah yeah
2: we like a lot of times people we are rarely... like oh how do you how have you kept your podcast going like do you just have so many in the hopper and it's like no. no we rarely release more than two or three weeks after the fact because after the after a little while it's like this episode that's just not isn't me
0: relevant anymore right yeah and that's not me and like oh yeah I already moved through that yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and like we'll like, talk about I need about it to stuff.
1: be current even though someone <laughs> may not be listening to it for six months right. it's like yes. for me I need to emotionally know that this. Out into the world, totally, yes. and I don't want
2: to. I don't want to like dig this back up after I've like energetically
0: sealed it. Right. I don't want to
2: like put this out back out in the world because now like, other yes, people. Right. Yeah. It has
0: to be that way. Yeah, I, and I'm so. It sometimes makes our job really hard. Totally. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But it's important. That's why we have these conversations, yeah. and they're not curated because right. they are ultimately this. <laughs> okay, so moving to hippie and Claire, I want to start with you because <laughs> that was kind of how this all started. We're pulling spirit animal cards. Joy got a hawk, and you're like, yeah, I don't really do that. I mean, i Okay, get one. Mainly because, I mean, I'm just curious if you you have... Yeah, let's hear about your background and kind of okay. your spiritual evolution. Yeah, so I I was born
2: and raised in Boulder, which people are always, like, surprised. Should I be paying attention to the cards? No. No, think, you okay. can just energetically them. Is it better to not them? pay just attention? hold them, yep. The just- best
0: thing to do is, like, I... I I Put talk, your heart into it. Yeah, you open up your heart. Imagine your heart being like a little gateway. <laughs> Claire's really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Take a big breath <laughs> in your heart. What do I do? It's so true, though. If you okay. like force it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Just, like, so I, let it yeah, happen. I was born in, and raised in Boulder, which people are always like, you were raised in Boulder. I'm like, guys, like 100,000 100, people live there. Like, people are born there every day. Um, <laughs> And I, my family, um, I grew up in like sort of a little bit of a
0: new age religion. I got the raccoon. Ooh. What does that mean? I love that. So that's the kind of... Raccoon is one of those things that I find really positive because raccoons are really handy and oh, they okay. are very good at like figuring things out on the fly. Okay. just cool. um, very good at figuring things like out on that. the fly. like that. But it also has a really positive message of like it's okay to have somewhat two personalities. And oh. what we talked about of saying we can have this private life but also have a public life. And it's good to almost have this like stage name in a way because sure. it allows those boundaries which we talked about in your podcast.
2: All right.
0: So I don't know if that's relevant. But...
2: Handy boundary setter. Yes. I like Exactly. It. Love it. I'll take that. Um, that's like kind of how like sorry to tangent when people are like, oh, what like animal do you identify with? I'm like, it's a bear. And they're like, oh, like the, you know, it's, it's like a mama bear energy. I'm like, no, like they get to eat salmon. Like, I would love to hibernate. Like, it's all very practical stuff. Like yeah. back scratches on trees, <laughs> yes. standing in creeks. They're all activities that I enjoy. <laughs> oh,
0: and they're so athletic.
2: I mean, uh, I just love. And it. like Fat Bear Week, did you involve like? <laughs> no, <gasps> oh
1: my gosh. Okay,
2: it's over. If people are going to this, they're gonna be like, like, Claire, this is like months ago." So Fat Bear. I'm gonna bear show week. Emily a photo while you're talking. Okay, so you have to. I'm going to like blow your mind right now. So there's this national park, like this remote national park in Alaska. And every year they do this thing called Fat Bear Week, which is a bracket system competition where you vote for your favorite fat bear. Oh, my God. So like, you know how they have webcams in the national parks and you yes. can see, watch the bears eating the salmon. So they like tag the bears so you know which one is which.
1: Yeah. So they, they label the bear. So let's, let's give say them like names. that's so like July like- compared to September. July, oh. and, and yeah. so how fat they get within, like, two months before they hibernate. And
2: it's, like, the salmon oh spawning my. season. It's the thing ever. So you I go on and you this. vote, and then it's like, it's, like, every day a bear is eliminated until yeah. you get the winner. Yeah.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. These are so fat. They're yeah, so they get fat. so
2: fat. <gasps> I'm watching I this, and I'm like... And the girl, yeah. the one, the girl, the bear who won, her is name Holly. is Holly, and the uh. caption was, she's beauty and she's grace. She's stuffed a lot of salmon in her face. <laughs> I'm like, I want that to be my epitaph. Like, please uh. put
0: that on my gravestone. Oh, my God. Yeah. i I think I've actually been to this national park. Great. This is amazing. <laughs> well, now you know. It's the home of Fat oh Bear Week. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Thank you for enlightening yes. me in that.
2: Okay. So, yeah. I was born and raised in Boulder. My family, like, I grew up in this, like, kind of dual like christian but also like in a new age religion household and i just have like a real i don't know if skepticism really is the right word because it's not that i'm like skeptical of people's beliefs like i fully and truly wholeheartedly think that people can believe whatever they believe and i you know do believe that like there's a lot of larger things at play in our universe and in our world and in mm-hmm. just as being a human like there, there's no way this is all there is you know there's so much more going on and I totally acknowledge that. And I think that there are a lot of people out there who, um, when it comes to like cards and really just anything that interacts with that sort of other, other world, other world, whatever you want to call it other dimension, like universe, energy, whatever that um, I just kind of have to roll my eyes sometimes because I'm like, to me, a lot of it. And I think this is more about the people I grew up around. Mm -hmm. It's like smelling your own farts. (laughs) And I'm just like, so many people are just, I feel using it to validate the things that they already, you know, it's like they, it's like the, the positive feedback loop Mm -hmm. where they just use it to either a, just validate things that they already believe to be true. And therefore like they're just kind of piling crap on top of crap or they use it as an excuse to not confront their own shit yes and so that's where i kind of get to the point where i'm like okay like i'm you know I'm,
0: I'm i'm not like against it no but i also just don't really buy into are it are you a six on the enneagram no, i'm an eight you're an eight are you really mm-hmm. have you ever been thought like did you ever get close with the six no because the, like the loyal skeptic is very resonant oh, with that no i so think
2: it's... it's more of like a logic thing yeah um and like i think i like a very Just where, like, I can appreciate what's going on. And I I wouldn't even... Like, skeptic, I don't even think really it's the right word because it's not really that, like, I'm not sure whether or not to believe it. I I think it's honestly
0: you sniff out the bullshit.
2: Yeah. And I just have yet to really, like, see it put into...
0: A productive... Yeah.
2: See it put into play and and put into use in a way that I see as being like, oh, yeah, that's useful. Yeah.
0: For sure. Versus,
2: like... and And I think it's interesting. You know, like, I love learning about these kinds of things like i think it's fun it's just when people are like oh like you know open your heart pick a card i'm like okay sure like Mm -hmm. whatever
0: yeah yeah you don't need it and i also but i also think the thing that frustrates me and this is again back to like people's identity is that these we all have access to these tools and so when we use it as a way of like Saying that this will solve problems, and I'm the guru that can help solve these problems, and I'm like super witchy and kind of right. intuitive. Well, we, we're all fucking intuitive. Like, right. stop saying that—that's your sales pitch, because right. we we're, all are. We have um, and the, have you ever read The Gift of Fear? Like, that's yeah. No,
1: I haven't. Oh my gosh, yeah. Should it's, I? It's okay. an old book, but it talks about your intuition. Mm. It's like we all have that. Well, it's and like no it's surprise. Like, yeah, like we had
2: a medium on our podcast several months ago, and. The thing that I kept saying was like, listen, if this is something I have no problem with this, I don't necessarily believe it, but like if this is something that you feel adds guidance and adds confidence and adds, adds something to your life truly like brings value. Mm. Who am I to say
0: that that's invalid? Yeah. All I'm saying is that it doesn't bring value to me. For sure. And I think it's, um, being really clear of like how I use them. Cause I do think it's very like people have asked me this and I don't even like sharing my process with it because I'm like, it's so sacred. Like you, if you're using it and kind of like exploiting it, like Oracle cards are one thing, but tarot cards are extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. Like the, this is something that if you are entering into that world and you're saying like, this is lighthearted and this feels good. It's, it's not like this. There's truly a line that you're willing to cross. And sometimes I feel like people overdo it because it's, something that they're they're excited about or they want something more they're looking Mm. for something more it's feeling something for them so I just I've been really (laughs) this is more hippie but the pendulum has been huge for me because I've been able to be like am I doing this for me and my ego Mm. or am I doing this because this is something that I could get answers from and it will tell me like don't touch this card, like don't touch this deck, walk away, go take a bath. It won't say like literally go take a bath, but it's like, right. you know, a, that's what like in your mind you're feeling. Yeah. A lot of times we just are like, okay, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. All that is doing is satisfying another method or means to do when mm-hmm. the majority of us need to feel. We need to just sit and feel, and we don't know how to do that. And cards are another way to say, well, I'm feeling, I'm getting more intuitive, I'm getting more in touch, but it's action. It is, it's just like another mechanism to avoid what we probably are avoiding. Mm -hmm. And so when we're really aware of that, like, I mean, I've made some of the hardest business decisions through these cards, especially tarot, but ultimately it's like, I have to have a lot of sit, be still, feel knowing that the pendulum's like yes go ahead and ask and it's like it's not like a little baby ask it's like whoosh like whipping mm-hmm. like okay this Do you is you use clearly... a
1: pendulum too? I have one of those too isn't that crazy? So I,
0: I don't touch cards without the pendulum Oh, so I won't like, pull a card without it's it. It's like
1: real crazy how thing, that thing mm-hmm. moves. My
0: mom taught me that. Yeah. Um, my mom's always been really into it and I'm like yeah. oh okay mom Yeah. and I'm like oh my god it moves like really It's crazy. Far. And I then, feel like it, it, it can be a really good tool like for
2: what you're saying in terms of like what I'm hearing you say is that it opens you up to considering things in a different way and considering things more deeply than you maybe would otherwise. Yeah. And I think like for me, I am a very internally motivated person and I just go with my gut. And so when I am like tempted to not like tempted, but like tools like this would make me second guess my instinct. Mm. And I think for me, it's like, okay, if I truly am like second guessing something, then I'm going to listen
0: to that and just, Just off that, Right. And I think that's so good to be aware of that. Where I kind of come in and say, well, it's because I have five businesses. Oh, 100%. And I'm not
2: saying like, you know... Again,
0: like totally. I have no No, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Because for me, I'm like, I cannot take this load. Totally. The, I have hit my human potential. I hit it three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is the maximum somebody, right. one person should be doing and managing and mm. deciding. And that has been so clear for me in so many ways of like, you put yourself in this situation. You could have picked one. You chose not to. So how do I lessen this decision fatigue? And so being really aware of like, my decision fatigue exists because I'm spreading myself too thin and I'm not tapping into my instinct mm-hmm. or this is the reality. This is my next four weeks. I have to f- grind this out and access everything that is not human because I am not supposed to be doing this as one human. Totally. And until I get to the point where I'm able to have you know, four full-time employees. So I I totally agree. And I love that you said that because that's the only way it actually really triggered for me. And so that's why I think maybe people overuse it. They think, you know, if I'm using it all the time, I don't think I would, if I had one business, I Mm would, you know, it'd be like, I would be able to very clearly get into that path, but I'm not always at that point. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's so, I'm so grateful because sometimes you're literally like, I truly have no voice. There is nothing in me that's pulling one way or the other. And the more options you have mm-hmm. and the more things that are on your plate, the quieter that voice gets. And oh, yeah. It could go either way. So it's so cool to be like, all right, that's the pendulum for me. Is it me avoiding? Yeah. Or is it me being like, I can actually access this because I'm coming from a place of not looking, looking elsewhere instead of inside. And so that's the pen- That's exactly what it is. It's mm-hmm. one or two ways. And so th- I really highly suggest that for people that are really into getting into Oracle and Tarot is like, maybe also get a pendulum. <laughs> also, yeah. also yeah. learn like there is, there's some no's that your body will say or tell you that your mind, our logic won't quite listen to. Totally. Has that had good results for you? Yeah. So I, I mean, my process is so, f- I love it because it's literally like, Hey, do I have permission to ask for advice elsewhere Uh and it'll be yes or no and so it's like okay if i ask permission it's a yes then i start with i have probably eight card decks that i like start with or even animal books um and i'm even doing a you know how my t has the oracle so that's coming out for christmas that's so so cool but it's oracle not tarot tarot is just a whole different beast yeah um so then the pendulum will tell me which one to start with and it actually is a story of if i am supposed to do it and i get a yes that it literally defines so i can read my own spread of like Oh, like I, this is the obstacle I'm going through. This is the animal that can help me move through it with some of the actions. And this is the ultimate takeaway. And I don't get through that without the pendulum. Oh, interesting. And so I, I, and it's different every time, but Mm -hmm. it's also like, well, how do I, and I also do it with chakras. I know Claire, I just bear with us (laughs) because we're, you know, we have chakras that ultimately if we can, so my process every morning is like fine tuning, like, where am I not open mm-hmm. and they you know as somebody that's like very able to say I'm sensitive to the world therefore you need to learn to be sensitive with yourself first before you even go out and say I'm an empath and I want to heal like you why don't we take all that energy and pull it inward and figure out where in my body is it's speaking to me and so sometimes when you you can kind of know like throat little tight like a heart feels kind of icky stomach feels kind of icky but if you don't know the pendulum's been really cool and I don't think it'll work for everyone but something that's worked really well for me is kind of like first chakra second chakra third chakra fourth chakra all the way and it will change the way it moves and I can oh, focus yeah, yeah. on how I like oh maybe I am like closed off like th- this is something that if I just focused on this this morning I would be able to have a much better day right Where's your hippie? Where, what are your some of your hippie evolutions?
1: Well, I was when as you were saying that, one of the things I love to do is is put like a protection on yourself before you leave the house because I tend to let people's energy get on me, mm. and that's something. Well, and that, you're a therapist, so yeah. like
2: you literally just spent all <laughs> the time, like literally throw their shit at you through, yeah. And so that's up.
1: and so I use a lot of um sage as mm-hmm. well, like say I have sage spray in my office, so whenever like there's just gnarly energy, I'm just like, okay, get it away, get it away, yeah. Um or really just kind of putting i have like visuals that i'll use of like putting just this white light around me so people's energies don't and i and i'm also managing a team of people so like their stuff is constantly coming at me and so that's something that's really really been helpful like i just figure out like the energy space
0: have you used yarrow before no Uh, yarrow is oh my god so i yarrow was it's a beautiful herb it's like very weird for me because it's connected to neanderthals and i'm 96th percentile of neanderthal like so i really when i see yarrow the smell this taste everything is like i feel like i go back thousands of years you're it's like home very bizarre <laughs> that's so cool um but yarrow when i went to herb farm so i'm partnered with herb farm and they have this incredible they're in colorado right no in oregon oh they're in oregon okay Med- medford oregon gorgeous organic farm that's just grown organically like quite you know structurally throughout the last 25 years so they you can just see their plots take place and on some places they have like rocky areas because that's where the roots grow in some places they have shaded because that's where the black cohosh grows so it's just this insane ecosystem they've created so cool it's good to know because i love their products i love it (laughs) and so i walked into the warehouse and the warehouse keep in mind that what they do is they take Massive amounts of herbs, thousands and thousands of pounds of herbs, and they concentrate them with alcohol or sometimes with oil in order to have a tincture. So any tincture that you have is something that's like, just like essential oil, taking a bunch of something and compressing it. And so I'm in this warehouse surrounded by barrels and barrels and barrels of herbs. And I have never experienced such a powerful, like, I don't even feel like gems and stones. Like, I don't really feel them. I just, I think they're... like I don't care yeah. cuz I just have never not you. you're not I like never Spencer have, Pratt with it. No, because it's like I don't feel this like cool.
2: Right. I put it down sure. until what I a
0: nice rock. until I feel it, I don't believe it. So, I walked in and I was like, oh like I just felt I I was like I almost couldn't even breathe. Like I was just like, "Oh my god, I and I looked at the lead herbalist, Alexis. I was like, "Alexis, how do you work here? And this is literally every single herb energy sitting on me. So, highly sensitive people, it's not just people. Yeah. It's music, it's, it's things that you're surrounded by. And so to be in this w- world of like very healthy herbs but so many conflicting messages because it was black cohosh and yarrow and any like peony root, like there's thousands, I didn't even know what they were. Like just I couldn't even breathe. And she was like, "Yarrow, That's what you use. And I was like, it is what you use. Anytime you need energetic blockages from one person to the next or one energy to the next, Yarrow is literally an energetic boundary. And it's changed my life.
2: And medicinally, it um, is a blood clotter. So huh. if you're ever in the woods and you, you know, fall, you can use that. And also if it like helps stop, um, if you need to adjust your flow for some reason, you can take your own. Oh.
0: Yeah. It's like one of those. So how do you use curals. it right now? So tinctures, if it's Tincture. organic with herb okay. farm. So I just take, um. well, some I t- sometimes I put it in my bath. So I actually take yarrow, the plant, and put it in the bath. So okay. kind of, it looks very strange when people are like. What did you just put in your bath? You know, it looks right. very weird. We yeah. yeah. And then you look at so how can I consume this? Because I think you can take it with via so I have flower essence, um, taking it with a round in bath and then tincture. So putting it just in your water. Oh, We I were just love tried it.
2: chewing the leaves?
0: Always. Yeah. No, <laughs> so you can. Always. Always, always. chewing the leaves. Yeah. So and that actually happened. So I have a medicinal herbal like, I'm very probably familiar reminiscent of what you grew up with, like 80 different herbs and different mason jars. And when I had to organize them, it was literally And because it started when I created the tea company mm-hmm. of like organizing and processing. Right. And so when I moved, I wanted to restructure and organize. And the same thing happened. I had them all on the table and I was like, I, I am I'm going to cry. And I just cried and cried and cried. And I was like, why am I so sad? And I'm like, this is all energy. Literally everything on this table is something like plant medicine is just my absolute favorite because you feel it energetically as well as medicinally and we try to define it as humans right like do this take this extract this Um, but it's just it's the full story and Yarrow is something that's just radically changed my life as an empath
1: I'm gonna have to look into that yeah
0: yeah I'll send you the post I just did about it. well cool I love that you're doing that yeah for you guys do you feel you know, continuing conversation, Girls Gone wad podcast, like that is what fills you up. Or have you kind of tried to redefine what fills you up as you are changing so much of who you are? Like there's so being a mom, getting married, like there's so many things that have happened. And with everyone listening, like think about our last three years. It feels like lifetimes ago, you know, and mm-hmm. so. What is something that as you're still doing the work of putting out the podcast every week and connecting with your audience and still doing the things that kind of check the box as passion product, product, project slash career, have the things that fill you back up that aren't work changed as well?
2: So I think, I mean, so one thing is that we're getting ready to make a pretty big shift with our podcast. We're going to completely rebrand it. <gasps> I know. Oh my god! And I feel yeah. like we've like kind of started talking about this. This might it be might the first be, time that we've really like the first put out that, yeah. in the world. Oh, this but is so
0: good because this is brand new. For my you. new series. I mean, the book is called The Process, so this oh, is there perfect. Okay, See?
2: cool. So we're gonna completely rebrand it. The thing is, is like we ra- like the podcast content is not gonna change at all. We just feel like uh, like Girls Gone Wad, like the brand and the title and the like everything that goes along with that in terms of, kind it, of being so it. CrossFit specific it's less that like we want to adjust our content and more that we feel like our content doesn't match that name anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been years since we felt that felt that. And like, we've always just kind of stuck with the name. Cause like, we were like, well, we, we don't really know what we else to call find it. Find A better
1: one. Yeah. But and now so we have a better, one. we
2: have a better one. And like, it literally was one of those things where I was like driving home from the airport literally a week ago. And I was like, Oh,
0: That's it? That's it. See, I was going to ask what... Because the frustration almost of finding the perfect answer. Yeah. Right? Like naming it, figuring... This is so many people struggle with this of it's got to be perfect before it happens. And I saw this with the cooking show. I was like, I need to name the cook. I'm like, no, we don't. We just need to put it up there. Nobody needs a name. Right. Because when you look for it, it it goes away.
2: Well, and that was... I mean, like we've been probably trying to come up with a name for this for like a year. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate about our process is that we... Don't overthink it, and we don't try to. We like, we never try to make it something it's not. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like, you know, we kind of just started this podcast blind, and we haven't, you know, we, like we we went, we had a program we were going to release like a year ago now that just never came out because I was like, you know, this just doesn't feel it right. Didn't
1: feel good. Like yeah. it just never
2: felt like the right time, and I was like, maybe we, you know, no matter the fact. So regardless of the fact that we had put all this energy into it, it just never felt like the right time to release it. So we just never released it. Hmm. And we just don't try to force it. And so with this, the podcast rename, it's sort of – I think we both had the very unspoken thought process of like, you know what? When it's ready, it'll be ready. Yeah,
1: like when the, na- the name will come to us when it's ready. And right. it's literally been a year of us passing back ideas.
0: Oh, and right. it's just
1: never felt right. And we're okay with it because
0: we're like, it'll, it'll come. come. Right. Oh, and it is. That did. trust is so important. Yeah. And I think the nice thing too is like
2: we know – like we – you know, we know our – listeners who are really dedicated and the people who we really want to keep they will come with us regardless of what our podcast is called or not called and they're already here Mm -hmm. and so you know we're not in a rush to make a change that feels forced because they're gonna know Mm -hmm. right away if it's not exactly what it needs to be yeah
0: well and seriously just say like coming soon if i dig into this too much because i think this process is so important for people to be like yeah, it's terrifying no matter what. Um, Did you guys, like when you are looking at something like, this no longer fits me, we're going to rebrand, um, a lot of people start from scratch, whereas mm-hmm. are you going to continue to build off of what you already have and just change the name and the image and mm-hmm. keep that going, or is it going to be a totally separate thing? So it's likely going to, well...
1: The feed will be different. The feed will be but different. But everything we're, with our socials we're starting, will to be the same. We're
2: starting scratch from, with, from scratch with episodes. Okay. Yeah. And the reason being like, First of all, it's, we have over, you know, almost 350 episodes of Girls Gone Wild. And I feel like that's just too much content to try to parlay into something else. Yeah. And we can't go back and re-edit 350 episodes to be like, hey, you're now listening to this podcast. It used to be called Girls Gone Wild. And yeah. I just don't, we don't want that to be confusing. And we feel like Girls Gone Wild still has a lot of value as it is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are still like that. We're not, it's not going anywhere. It's just not going to be being added to. Cool. And... The other thing, just, like, logistically, is that there doesn't really seem to be any benefit in, like, the podcast algorithm to have no. existing content. No. Yeah, where did it go? I mean, yeah, it just it's, It used to nobody be, knows. and now
1: nobody knows the right. algorithm. It's like, so it doesn't it's like,
2: matter that we have, you know, mm-hmm. literally, like, nine hundred five star reviews. Like, this does not compute to it anything just other matter. than other people finding our podcast and being like, oh, cool. They've been around a while. But yeah. we don't really feel like we gain anything from yeah. that. And so we're just going to start point. with a clean slate. We'll probably
1: release on both for a while just so people can kind of like get used to this being a new show transition over
2: yeah but I think too like one of the things I'm grateful for with our dynamic is I'm a very impulsive person in terms of like okay great let's do it and Joy's like yeah you know we'll figure like it'll get there when it gets there and so I think she helps me to slow down but then I help her that like to know when it is time Mm -hmm. And so I think like we finally have gotten to the point where we both feel like, OK, yeah, like we've sat on this for long enough. It's time. We need to just like kind of shit or get off the pot. Right. And we finally feel like it is ready to
0: be out there. Mm-hmm. That leads me to the another question, because this is an interesting angle. I've always been solo and mm. I love this oh, kind of yeah. dynamic that you guys have. What is some of the stuff that like you're so grateful f- that you have a partner for? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, some people walk into <laughs> yeah. it and they're like, don't have anybody else it's just you and I think so many times there's such a benefit to having other people and you guys started this with another person
2: yeah I mean I think both of us would say like we never would have done this on our own Hmm. and I I mean Joy and I weren't friends before we started the podcast yeah we got to know each other through the podcast and in a way I think that's been hugely to our benefit because we didn't have anything at stake. Like, if we had been really close beforehand, I think it would have made this a lot touchier in terms of, like, well, I don't want to make her mad. I don't want to ruin our
1: friendship. Yeah. Like, the friendship would have been the, I don't know, the base. Whereas, we're kind of more of, like, a work relationship. And then we're, like, we're friends. But we also have a very... You strong keep, work relationship, which I think is totally different. You
0: mm-hmm. keep intention being this is work versus yeah. like this is sometimes just it gets away from us and it's like gabby gab, right? Type of, yeah. right? So you yeah. like
1: turn the friendship switch off when you have to talk about work stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's, I think it's a good balance because, um, that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of started from, like, working on a project together, so it's never been an issue. Yeah. Um, But I'm really glad where we can bounce ideas off of each other. She'll talk me off a ledge if I'm really bothered by an email that we got. Yeah. I think,
2: like, neither of us knew this, obviously, to get started, but we are each other's exact foil. And, like, literally our Myers-Briggs are the opposite of each other. So you are... She's INFJ and I'm at an ESTP.
0: Oh, I love like it, Total And what's your... So, clear you're an a eight I'm enneagram. an eight. Joy doesn't believe in the enneagram.
2: Well, it's only... yeah. It's, that's I do, a but short, that's, that's the short... It's a, it's a therapist that's thing. That's yeah. I can yeah. respect that because yeah. I,
0: I've seen a lot of... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, does not believe in it. She doesn't share her enneagram Yes. Ever. Um, And I just, like... So... Like I said, like, I'm really impulsive. Joy is really like more of a process person. And so like we just balance each other so well. So like she'll have a really strong reaction, emotional reaction to something. Like as I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about like guarding yourselves against others' emotions, feeling like this is never a concern for me. Mm-hmm. Like I am just not. You ate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. an like I am not an emotional person. Like I I am not a feeler. I'm not an empath. Like it's not that I'm not empathetic, but I'm not an empath and like i connect to things in a much more external way hmm. and like it's not that i don't you know it's not that i can't be like don't have close or intense in you know reactions to things i just rarely experience things that sweep me off my feet without my um approval per, uh, yeah sort like i like things don't typically especially emotionally happen without my knowledge Hmm. you know it's like i don't all of a sudden and i think anyway you're so you're so earth yeah you're like very refreshing well what i was about (laughs) to say actually is like i feel much more connected like like if i meet, want to have a more spiritual spiritual experience i go outdoors yeah mm-hmm. like, put your
1: feet in the creek
0: yeah a hundred percent like i go like joy always jokes me she's like you gotta go put your feet in the creek i'm like yeah that's yeah. me too yeah. i got I as soon as i get off the airplane it's like yeah shoes off let me find grass yeah oh my god i can breathe like so i grew up around herbs safe. like my dad started a tea
2: company he's like i used to work at a tincture company like you know i work in the natural foods industry now you're describing these things and i'm like yeah I grew up with all of that and so that's more my foundation and so it doesn't affect me because it's like that's my norm that's my baseline mm-hmm. I grew up taking tinctures as a kid like yeah. when I was in labor my when of my midwives was like how do you do with tinctures and I was like what do you mean how do I do with them like it's fine give, like give me the tincture give me all of them like I don't care <laughs> and you know like it's just doesn't nothing dad... shocks me anymore my dad just has a basket, has a basket of, them, of like... tinctures <laughs> on his counter and he just kind of like goes over and like sifts them he's like yeah some of this what's well, like... kind
0: of interesting is what I see in politics and I see in generation to generation and you mm-hmm. Can I actually see it in trends, right? So we go through a really tragic World War II and then we go into like Woodstock, right? So you see these ebbs and flows that really don't change that much. And I mm-hmm. have noticed I'm kind of, you know, if I ever had a kid or kids, I'm like, well, how would I be as a mom? Because I'm like, the, the relationship you had with the herbs and like very extreme, almost, it meant that you, when you came into this world or whether it was nurture, it became... The opposite. Like you had Mm -hmm. to balance it with the opposite. But that's what we see with politics. Right. We see really big, insane Republican or whatever it might be. And then this pendulum swings the other way. And it's almost like, is there another way to do it when we all are looking for the middle way and desperate for the middle way Yeah, there? I've never seen it in the course of our history as America, generation to generation. But also when you look at like just 10 years decades of how we operate it's like here we go we were all the way on this side and then we swing it back to this side and so interesting to figure out like just as i look at trends and where i want to go and who i want to be it's like well fuck you have you this is the the best example is vegetarianism and veganism the swing of this and then the Mm -hmm. swing of this and then like how do you just be in the middle and have power and have a a platform without you know and so it's interesting because it's like people are like well if you don't stand for anything you stand for nothing it's like actually at this point in our life like you you found that middle yeah I
2: think like one of the biggest things that I've learned with being a young mom and I guess a new mom is that like there's so little that you actually have control over just in the universe but also in terms of like who someone's going to become and you can bring out like like I truly believe both of my kids the minute they were born had a like they they were them, there was no you know it was like I looked at Miles I was like Miles, you know like Evie we changed her name after three months because I was like you're we originally named her Juna. And it was like after three months, I was like, "That's not you." Like I feel it feels like I'm sitting here calling you like, you know, Rachel or something. It's like yeah, if I were to be like, that hey, wasn't Rachel. your name. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, I mean, like there's nothing wrong with the name Rachel. But like, it's not my name. Yeah. And we changed it name. It's like you know they have these just they're mm. them right away. Yeah. And you can. I feel like that's true of anybody and like you're it's almost like epigenetics in that sense it's like you have the genes you're given and your environment can turn them on or off mm-hmm. and I feel like that with humans it's like you are who you're going to be from the minute you're born and it's just like the the circumstances and the people and the, the experiences that shape those traits in the positive or negative mm. and I think like you know, like, my dad, for example, like, he himself is his own, like, he was, like, born and raised in Long Island, came from a lot of money, like, and then he drove out to Boulder, in his sports car, literally, he was driving to California, his sports car broke down in Boulder Canyon, and he never left, and he started Celestial Seasonings. Like, he, like, and was, like, a hip. you know, literally, yeah. like, he is the, I always joke with him, like, you're the original yuppie. He totally is, And yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And, like, so you think about that just through the course of people's lives, it's, like, he, you know, should have been an East Coast businessman and instead he, like, became a total, like, herb, herbal hippie. And I don't know. So, but anyway, to go back to your question about the partnership with Joy and I, I think, like, all of that really does just inform, like, you know, I think our dynamic, like, where we, come, where we both come from, if I was more sensitive and more empathetic, and sometimes I, like, because, like, my husband is a total also empath and very sensitive and, and also very introverted, and I think to myself a lot, like, should I be more sensitive? Like, mm. is this, is there something wrong with me? That's funny. And well, and then I like, you know, realize actually I'm, I balance out a lot. Most of the people I'm close with mm. and I am attracted to people who are a lot more sensitive and that's kind of,
0: that's the flow. Yeah. And you, do you feel like you should be less sensitive? Well, it's funny when you were saying that, cause I always admire
1: people who are like really um, like definitive in their answers and kind of like have very strong opinions. And I always feel like th- I'm not saying Claire's like that, but I just think people who are completely opposite of me in that sense, I'm always like, should I be more like that? Totally. Like, why don't I have a louder voice in, in my convictions or the things that I go through? And I'm like, that's just not me yeah. and it's okay. But I just like, that's kind of like that the loudest voice is going to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing to think about. Like who's ever at the top of the podcast charts right now. It's like, Oh, there's the loudest voice. Um, um, you know, the John, the Joe, the John Rogans, the Joe Rogans. And like, but that's just never going <laughs> to be me. Who's that guy? What's his name? <laughs> um, oh, God, but, I love Joe. You know, so it's kind of like, but it's OK to kind of see that piece of like, yeah. oh, it's interesting. I don't have that. Well, what's I,
0: interesting is that Joe is not the loudest voice in the room. And this is what I learned, again, coming back to our part one, part two episode of Reality TV. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, wow, I am really quiet when I'm around a lot of people that need to make sure their voice is heard. And I felt like I was the introvert, the quiet one, the like, you know, too passive, like, wow, maybe I should be more aggressive or more out there. But it's like the, when you're around people that are constantly, saying things it makes people that are very introspective and self-aware less likely to jump into the mix 100% and so it's so fun to be like actually I was just around the wrong people and my identity yeah. is actually mm-hmm. more full right.
2: there's that like epigenetic sort of thing where it's mm-hmm. like it's all just about the yeah and I think about that a lot too because like when joy and I are in a group of people i more so I'm the person who's like talking taking the lead a little bit more but on the podcast, she actually does more talking than I do. Hmm. And especially if we're interviewing people and, you know, some people will comment on that. They're like, you know, Joy, like we barely heard Claire's voice in this episode. Like what was up with that? And it's more like, OK, you know, when we're in this smaller setting. It's not that I sit here and I'm like, oh, like it's time to let Joy talk. It's more just that like that is like I recognize that I am so much louder and so much more. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. Out there. You're an E. Yeah. I'm an extrovert. Like I'm very like, I'm, you know, have a large, larger, louder personality.
1: Whereas I want to draw out from the guest. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the interviewer in me of like, I want to know your story.
0: Right. Yeah. I want to hear about you. It's a great combo. Yeah. I mean, it really is a good combo. So if somebody was looking at starting something or like starting a business or helping them carry the load, would you say to find opposites?
2: I feel like it's so hard because I think, like, if we had been looking for one another, we never would have found each other. Right.
0: Yeah. I I feel like it's such a hard thing.
1: It's, like, think about someone that you could just potentially marry, (laughs) like, really, and and not kill. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, it truly is. Like, we have to look at it as a separate marriage of, like, Mm -hmm. when you're talking business, you can't take anything personal. You Mm -hmm. have to know it's for the business. You have Mm -hmm. to know, like...
2: And it's hard too, because this is a creative outlet, and like yeah. anything with it, that's tied to your creative creativity, it can feel so personal. And so, like, if I create something, or you know, if I have an idea and I'm really excited about it, and I kick it to Joy, and she's like, "Uh," eh, like I have to not just be like gutted by that, and totally. vice versa, vice versa yeah. and because I have to know, like, she's not coming from this from a place of like, "Claire, what the hell?" It's more just like, "No, that's not the right decision for this podcast."
0: Mm-hmm. Got it.
2: And so, I don't know, like, if I could give advice to somebody about finding a a podcast partner, first of all, I would say. I feel like having a partner is huge. If for nothing else, then it like gives you a reality check. You know, you get these emails or comments or DMs where you're like, oh my God, am I a terrible person? Have I messed everything up? Like I insulted this one person with this comment. How I, should I take it down? Mm-hmm. Like, and then so you can immediately have that that reality check where they're like, no, like you're fine. What you said was fine. This person's projecting. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, I don't know. like it's hard. just find somebody who you feel like, You trust enough to have conversations with and be ready to have like your own shit called and like be ready to show up and let yourself
0: not take things personally. Well, it's almost like you accelerate your growth it's harder to have a person oh, right? Like, yeah. i was like, gonna say growth is. so huge. I almost feel like for me I liked the idea of never having a partner because it was all on me mm-hmm. and therefore I wouldn't one let anybody else down or two have to compromise what I wanted and so when you have another person it's just like you said a relationship or a marriage compromise teaches you more about yourself than anything well oh, yeah, right sure so that's ultimately relationship so it's just accelerating your growth and mm-hmm. like I think so many people walk away from it probably, well, they walk into it probably a little too soon Mm -hmm. or they walk away from it a little too fast because they're not willing to personally grow.
1: But I also think there's benefit of doing it on your own if you know that you can carry that load on your own and that's fine. I think that I knew that I didn't want to do this by myself because I feel like, I'm like, I don't. I need someone else to kind of get the motor going on a lot of the projects that we started. But like. So maybe it's how you
0: operate, how you yeah. work. Yeah. You know, and because I do work best solo because it's right. just I like to do it in my own time yeah. and I don't like answering to other people. <laughs> yeah. But then it's also like at some point that's going to, you know, it's just so good to know the more you know you and the yeah. more self assertive and aware mm-hmm. of like how you operate and how you work best, the better you can make those hard decisions of mm-hmm. like yeah. bringing someone on or having someone help or not. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Oh, I know. This is so good. I
2: think like we need to wrap up. I know. Yeah. this has been so fun. It Joy feels like it for... just went by for like two I did. seconds.
0: Podcastathon. Thank you, oh, Joy yes. and Claire, for being back on me at hippie. This has been so Thank fun you. for me. It's
1: so cool to watch everything you're doing over the years. Uh,
0: yeah. well, v- vice versa for mm-hmm. both of you. Having babies and yeah, I know, married right? and yeah. like real life things yeah. are happening and yeah, yeah. Life, it just life is happening. Life is happening life, every day. Life. Time happens. Time happens. <laughs> Time happens. I know. I still can't believe it's been three years. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank
2: you.